alive. Welcome back to the Torbay Hospitality Podcast. Is that okay? Wait. Ah! I knew it was that I could tell right away. Go again. And welcome back to the Torbay Hospitality Podcast. This week, we are focusing on the challenges and opportunities faced by B&Bs and small hotels, and we are delighted to have interviewed Julia Southby, owner of The Simmon, Abbey Road in Torquay, and Midge Natras, owner of the Earlston House Hotel on Roundham in Paynton. We also hear firsthand from Dave Thomas, leader of Torbay Council, on some hot topics, including the Palace Hotel, the English Riviera Food and Drink Festival, and MDL's lease on the Pavilion site. Sounds good, doesn't it, Callum? It's a hot topic, so I, th- I think we're going to get a couple of insights if you listen until the end of the podcast. Absolutely. But first, we've got some shout outs. We want to say a big thank you to Anthony and Emma, Gemma, Malcolm, Danny, John, Stella and Beth, Sam, Sean, and Ash, Alex, Frankie, and Kelly. Okay, we also have a couple of birthday announcements. So whose birthday is it? Uh, Kev, the owner of Below Decks, was celebrating his birthday, and he had like a big uh, live music birthday celebration with uh, some local bands this weekend. That's the way to do it. That was so fun to hear like a big happy birthday song out all across Torquay Harbor. That was epic. And um, Mark Green, who owns Fruition, they've recently refurbished the Captain's Table in Tinmouth, Blackpool Sands Beach Cafe, and the award-winning Beverly Park, and countless other hospitality businesses. So happy birthday to Mark. Happy birthday, Mark. And a big happy birthday to little Frank, who turned one this week. Happy birthday, Frank. Ah, sweet. And don't you have a birthday in your family, too? Yeah, also Kate's birthday is today, the 22nd. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday over in Australia. I hope your birthday is great, Gates. And congratulations to the joint winners of the Tourism Business of the Year in um, this year's Tour Bay Weekly Awards. Splashdown Key West and Beverly Holidays both won. Congratulations to Lorraine Arnold of Pier Point for winning the Inspirational Leadership Award. The whole event raised a thousand pounds for Rowcroft Hospice. That's great. So, yeah, I know. Very well done from the pod. okay and turning to hotel news there are plans for a refurbishment of the red cliff hotel have you seen the images they're all over the papers let's have a look they're um yeah let me find them so it's in the kind of the property news yeah um in it's in the herald express and also in torbay weekly that looks incredible that is a very very modern but also it looks a little bit like the taj mahal actually it looks like torbay is getting its own taj mahal yeah, so the the hotel is currently owned by the Tudor Hotels Collection, and they want to kind of renovate the existing building and kind of restore it to this architectural landmark, and also add in like some luxury touches with the guest rooms and spa areas and a fitness Ooh, center. That sounds very nice. Mm. They're reducing the number of rooms from seventy to fifty three. Yeah, and they're going to redo the reception, the parking, and also introduce like a public restaurant and then a spa and update the hotel bar. Do we have like a kind of a time, an expected time of uh, the project? Hmm, good question. I think it's going to take a while because it is quite comprehensive. There is a public consultation 
Um, so there are questionnaires at the hotel to complete. And so if you want to get involved, those questionnaires are going to be available through the 30th of June. Okay. And we need to go into the hotel to, to go and complete those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, if okay, you've got cool. an interest in it, you, you should turn up and have your say. Yeah, Isn't absolutely. that what we say? Have I your agree. say. This week, we talked to Julia Southby, owner of the Simmon in Abbey Road, and Midge, owner of the Earlston House Hotel in Paynton. Let's have a listen. We're just coming out of the Torquay Chamber of Commerce meeting that took place. uh, It's Tuesday night. We're at the Hampton by Hilton. We've got a couple of drinks on the go. Midge is being very good, well-behaved. I'm driving. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, however... She's just done a couple TikTok dances. I'm raring. Raring to go. (laughs) Raring to go. (laughs) So we just heard Leader Thomas talking about Torbay. And I'd like to say in my little notes here, I have that he mentioned X and X. So what do you think he mentioned? What are my placeholders there? He talked a lot about antisocial behavior, but I think that is an agenda item on the Torquay Chamber of Commerce kind of radar. And he talked a lot about kind of uh, travelers and people putting up tents and things like that and like rough sleeping. What do you, how do you feel like he addressed the hospitality sector? Well, I think there's clearly a recognition that the, the side of anti, anti-social behavior is going to impact us all massively. And a few, a few guest house owners who are present all have heard increasing noises from our own guests about things that they've seen and experienced now yes. now if that carries on it may well then start featuring in our own reviews which other people will will see and then mm. maybe as a resort it'll actually start bringing bringing the resort's name down to Bay's name down but it's clearly high on the agenda and i think it's probably going to get a high focus which is brilliant because it's happening all over the UK. It's not just a Torbay problem. Um, but if there's any, if it's exacerbated here for particular reasons, um, it needs to be elevated to the top of priorities. And he seems to be, you know, quite aware of that and also quite focused on that. He was aware and focused, but I don't know if he said that much about what he was actually going to do about it. Well, maybe he's too he, new he, in post. He had some suggestions, but he wasn't giving anything away. He wasn't. Uh, he, he was talking about what legally he could do, but he, he sort of hinted at what he wanted to do, but wouldn't say it for whatever reason. Yes, yes. He said oh, there are kind of five measures yeah. that I could take. And these two of them are off the table, but three of them maybe I could do. And so it was a bit of, um, he's like... A bit of fluff. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Do you think it was a bit of fluff? I don't know. But if, it's, if he's got clear... Just be clear. Yeah. yeah if, if he's got a clear sort of way of approaching it, share it. Because actually it's reassuring to know that people who have got power and some clout are actually going to use it and how they're going to use it. It's, it's good to know. It's reassuring, isn't it? Yeah. We want to know exactly what's going to happen so that we can uh, be ready for it and we can pass that on to guests so that if guests say oh we saw such and such we can say oh yeah the council's tackling that they're doing this about it yeah so that we've actually got something concrete to say to them to to, for them to know that perhaps if they come back next year things won't be as bad or certainly won't be worse that's right and i think yeah i'll take your point there about reassuring and i think when we talked kind of 
uh, pre, you know, before Leader Thomas took the stage, we were talking with David Black, the chairman of the Bridge Group, and he was saying really that businesses, the local B&Bs, small hotels and guest houses, they're looking for confidence. They want confidence that um, that the council is going to do what they say that they're going to do, and they want that reassurance. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. We, you want to know that it's that it's uh, a, a mindful process. I think that the uh, any, any of the authorities which have got anything they can who can do, not just the police, but the councils, to know that uh, there's a plan, there's an agenda, there's something to sort of you know make us know, make us understand how it's been approached and how it's been tackled. It's not just about clearing the streets of people. It's actually, it's a much, much bigger process than oh, that. Yeah. It's, you know, it, and also there needs to be an understanding with a, a degree of empathy in this as well, of as course. a human being level, of why certain people are, you know, are they homeless, why they're homeless? And it's not just, it's, it can't just be clear those humans off the street no, outside Debenhams. No. Mm. It's got to be w- yeah. where, you know, where people are housed, how they're housing, who's coming into town, why they're coming into town. All those issues. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, especially with the rough sleeping. But then there also is like the antisocial behavior and like the drug taking and other things. And that was raised a number of times, like during our discussion, I think. And um, he had to bat that away quite a few times, didn't he? Yep, yep, yeah. But it was particularly the rough sleeping and the um, traveler sites that he was quite keen on. And he said something like, um, you know, I've only been in post for x number of weeks was it six weeks six or weeks, yes. but i've already taken action on the tent that was at the bottom of belgrave road and on a traveler's site somewhere well, Tra- so, tour abbey i mean they were they were on the site for a very short time because i'm yeah. you know that's yeah of last year at holocom sands holocom park um the one between painton and torquay yes you know what i mean yeah um they moved in there <gasps> last year and they were gone pretty quickly but actually quickly. the travelers tend is something in the name isn't it the travelers yeah, yeah. they don't tend to stay for terribly long anyway no. what what's the upsetting side of it is the debris that often goes with it mm. if you knew that they were going to be there for two weeks um and actually the sites were tidy yeah. i think then some people would just like go but, but you know yeah. also with, with regards to travelers rather than some of the other issues i think guests are more accepting that we might be somewhere that's susceptible to travellers. Yeah, and, right, because of the lovely and, and you know, environment. Wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be detrimental to their stay because yes. it's something that, particularly if they're, they're local, uh, if they're UK travellers, yes. that they've, they've probably seen it elsewhere yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. that it's, sure. it's not as big an issue as the homelessness and the, the drug use. I agree. And yeah, I think one of the other points that was raised in today's talk, which I don't know that we got any further to, for, for me, it seemed like a lot of it kind of came back down to the different types of contracts that are in place. They've been in place for however many years. And so some of the examples that we went through tonight was that Living Coast's uh, agreement with the Wild Planet Trust, which is Paint and Zoo, and then the Palace Hotel agreement with the Fragrance Group, and then trying to book contracts in place with who's going to take over Debenhams and so on. Oh, Premier Inn was another one. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly the reason why I'm quite happy to observe politics, but <laughs> getting involved, it, it, it must be so frustrating because everything takes time. It's all the bureaucracy of... You know, he kept talking about having a conversation about this and having a conversation. Actually do something about it. Yes. You know, enforce things. 
Mm. Get lawyers in to, to read through things. Sue people if that's what needs to be done about contracts. Yes. Don't have a conversation about I know. it. Do yeah. something yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. I and, and I couldn't get involved because I, I would be just constantly frustrated. And, mm. you know, I, I, I just get things done. I don't like to talk about it for too long. Yeah, that's well, why I'm a good good person to work for myself by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, but we talk on this podcast, Midge. You're going to have to say something. <laughs> the thing that was like blowing my mind was this um, six hundred thousand pounds that we're paying to dot dot dot. Don't know who we're paying it to because Midas went bust. And I'm just like, that doesn't even, in my mind, that doesn't even make sense. And then at the end of the agreement, there was going to be a 28 million pound debt that we owed to somebody. But is Premier Inn going to pay, pay 28 million pounds for a hotel? It's just not, none of the math, the math wasn't mathing. Isn't that it, what they it say? It was 47 times 600,000 because it's a 47 year lease. But why would we have but, to pay that year we, on year? Yeah. To whom? But that's a finance deal though, isn't it? That's, but to who? Who do we pay that to? To the Who did they say? They, it was the... It's not to Premier Inn though. It's no, to, Premier Inn's no, supposed to be paying us. Yeah, no, but they will. But, so that will actually offset the 600k but who eventually. Who would? Who are we, who are to, we to, paying? It's a, finance, it's a finance group, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he said... Um, yeah, it's servicing a loan. Yeah. So it's a finance agreement oh. which they had to take in order to secure the site and get it happening. Part of it is like, I think that the council should do the council things and not be building hotels. I don't know why they are building hotels. No, that is crazy. Thing. Because yeah. they have the asset then rather than sell the asset. And, and somebody else is making the money, they're making the money from it. But, of course, it goes wrong too often and they don't make any money from it. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, though, but bringing, bringing council in traditional worlds of what they used to manage and what parts of our, our worlds they mm. had control over and funding for, um, increasingly it appears to be that they're becoming business Mm. Yes. Business partners. Yes. Not necessarily with that level of expertise. I mean, no you know, disrespect to anybody yeah. on any council. I have no idea who their backgrounds are. But actual people who are brokering and um, doing the due diligence on these contracts and then working with the construction side, that's a whole different world. Yes. And it's almost like, well, maybe there should be a sub-company or something, you know, a, a Torquay-funded or Torbay-funded um, which another partnership which works with the council to do their business agreements because it is different, isn't it? That mm. they're now buying the properties. They're yeah, traditionally the council would own the the public toilets, the schools, the yep. council yes. offices. Yeah, that's it. That's and all not, they had to yeah, own. Not building hotels <coughs> and renovating yeah. old Debenhams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's quite unusual, like how the roles just changed. It's gotten more sophisticated, but as they were saying, like, you know, there, there's this leveling up agenda and this leveling up money, but maybe the leveling up needs to happen internally in terms of really keen procurement scrutiny and, um, yeah, just like a, a highly uh, educated level in uh, contracting. And again, it needs to be done by council employees because that's another thing that the council seems to spend so much money on consultations yes. and on um, out of house like um, consultants yeah and, and having the contracts drawn up and all that sort of thing if it's all if it's not in house lawyers then they're spending money you know mm. we all know how much a lawyer costs per <laughs> hour and, and all the rest of it you know that that's again not good use of the money no. our money what do you think? Um, did he did he say anything that really resonated with you in terms of the hospitality sector? Was there anything that you've kind of hung your hat on and said, right? Well, that that message was for me and my business and my sector. Well, I mean, 
perhaps from an omission rather than uh, the, the massive importance to the bay of the tourism sector. You know, guest houses, bed breakfasts such as ours, but all the cafes, the restaurants, the bars, the taxis, mm. all the ripples from having a guest and their expenditure. Um, I, I, I don't know if there's enough um, liaison, perhaps, with our industry, with our with our owners, with the, with the hospitality owners, um, to input into. Hang on, I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot by saying this because, of course, we're invited to be part of the Chamber of Commerce, which has the you but know, has the bid as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. But it's like we there's of of the of the um, economic um, chunks of income into the area. I don't have the figures, but I can only imagine that tourism is you know it's oh, got to be the, one the of the biggest money. It's got to be the yeah. biggest, yeah. Um, so. Everything that needs to be done to support this industry has got to be done. Yeah. Because if, if our industry dies out, Torbay will die out. Brixham, yeah, great for the fishing trade and stuff, but painting and, and, and Torquay. Oh, I've heard loads of people. In the last five years we've lived here, so many people just as a throwaway comment say things such as, oh, and of course the council don't even realise where all their money's coming from, or the council doesn't seem to appreciate that tourism is the one bringing, paying their wages, and, and, and comments like that. And to some extent you think, yeah, actually, perhaps there's, there's some truth in that. Yeah, that hospitality kind of does did seem low on the agenda. But yeah, there wasn't a lot talked about in terms of business and industry either but so building it building the area i mean there's the masses that we've got space we've got infrastructure we're just off the m5 we've got yeah. an airport just up the road yeah um, we've got seaports we've got a huge it's here huge potential yeah. to be so much more there's a lot of yeah i think that there is a distinct lack of vision and it seemed like a lot of the sound bites that i heard tonight were like we'll do a deal if they've got the cash do a deal do a deal the word the <laughs> deal was there's a town deal and then do a deal and then there's a, like um you know you've got to talk numbers we need the cash and so on but really you know this you know maybe we don't have the skills but like when i just think about like the photonics industry and the electronics industry or like you're saying like the fishing sector or the hospitality sector there are other industries around here that like you know can be built upon can, that require investment and everything mm-hmm. but it just seems to be about like land deals yeah i think i think part Why? of the issue as well is because we've got south devon college that has got quite a quite a lot of different courses for, mm. for young people to do after school but a lot of them are courses that will lead them into low-skilled, mm. um, low-wage jobs. And he was talking about the low wages and how much lower we are by average yeah. weekly wage for the rest of the country. Yes. Because I think we haven't got a university here. Oh. And <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> people like my children, the older teenagers, that there's no opportunity for them to stay in the Bay. Indeed. And, of course, lots of people from all over the country find that where they go to university, they quite often then stay there. Right. Or there's not the or they've discovered life away from home and therefore they don't feel the need to come back indeed and if there's nothing drawing them here when they've got their their qualifications then then why would they bring those higher skills back into the bay yeah when there's no jobs jobs for them to do yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so are we going to write our manifesto tonight (laughs) we have now officially founded the university of south devon (laughs) our chancellor is midge (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> yeah, high five that. Is it well paid? <laughs> it is well paid. No, it's not paid at, at all. living wage. Hang on in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. pounds below average weekly wage. <laughs> yep, yep. Right, you heard it here. STEM Industries, um, Lumentum, G&H, all the big uh, photonics places over at Epic, South Devon College, and all of the uh, high-tech industries over in Brixham. Make a university. <laughs> make, it, make it happen. Just what make about it on happen. on the old Palace Hotel website that's up for grabs at the Ooh, minute? Oh, yes, yes. Let's put the university at the Palace Hotel. Yeah. We can build that. Yeah. All right. It's, we've sorted it, right? <laughs> next one. Right, next. Right. Here's the next question. So there have been times when um, you find it, or you might find it difficult to book tables for local restaurants. When we spoke maybe two years ago, was it, Julia? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got thousands of hotel rooms and a limited number of tables. So how are you managing guests' expectations when it comes to dining out? Well, we are selling, we send out pre-arrival, pre-arrival information and in it we repeat it, book, book, book. If there's places you like, we send out um, a few selections. Because of the massive selection of fantastic places to eat, mm. we have a, 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 a selection of places which are within walking distance from us on Abbey Road. Um, so Torquay, but they recognise there are places outside of Torquay which are gorgeous as well, mm. but you've got to start somewhere. So we simply advise people to book in advance. When they check in, we say, have you made yeah, any yeah, reservations? Yeah. Absolutely. Where are you going? Where are you going to do? Right, make sure you get a reservation. If there's anything you really fancy, you can always get fish and chips, but get yourself booked in if there's something particularly fancy. Yeah. And we push them when we talk about it at breakfast time. Um, and if um, if guests come and say, oh, I try to get a table here or a table there, we will always try and redirect them and say, you know, oh, what about here? What, or if you like Italian or if you, do, if you like Indian or if you like this or if you like that. And just really, really make sure guests are, are aware that especially high season they've just got a book yeah. yes yeah it's the same in painting we're, we're on roundham which is just above the harbour loads of new mm. exciting places mm-hmm. to eat down on the harbour which is good but again popular places like tj's or like the harbour light book a table yep. and, and although we don't send it out in an email i do often ask when when they're checking in have you made your dinner plans and i also point them in the direction of an eating out um magazine that we've got in our tourist info place yeah that's a really good idea just use the resources that have already been put in place for you why not yeah absolutely so that's a really good suggestion just to keep you know guests like aware of the you know the lack of uh restaurant tables um, in recent years, and particularly since Brexit, there has been a shortage of staff in hospitality. So I wanted to know what tools you're using to recruit and hire a quality team. Aha, uh-huh. well, that's current hot topic for me at the moment as I'm <laughs> yeah. mid-interviewing. Are um, you? Oh, yeah, Are yeah. you looking for someone? We are indeed. Who we've... are you looking for? Here's your pitch. Go <laughs> on. Here's my pitch. <laughs> well, um, hopefully we've got, we've got our team sorted, but um, we're in, we, um, we have general assistants. So we don't have a pot washer or a this or a that. We have a team member and we all pitch in and we all help. So Good. breakfast, housekeeping, um, sorting out the sun terrace, helping with the pool terrace, the whole caboodle. Um, we tried word of mouth not terribly successful with that no. um but um use indeed actually go online use indeed have a huge amount of applicants um which you screen with quite a degree of care yes down to about 95 <laughs> percent yeah <laughs> then the five percent 
start contacting them that then goes down to about one percent yeah. and the one percent you invite in for interview um we've got a fantastic um candidate coming in on friday which i'm hoping is going to work out for her and for us good um, do you do trial shifts yeah she's coming in for a trial um see if she likes the place see if she likes us and if we like her great job free sense. labor <laughs> no no we pay we pay you for, pay for trial no no we, we really don't. oh yeah. yeah, I've like I said, I've got three kids that are all older teens or early twenties. They've all done shifts without being paid as wow. a trial. Yeah, uh, okay. I yeah. think we should pay. You should pay staff as a decent salary as much as you can in the industry and uh, treat them well. Really, that's right. How about you, Midge? Do you have any tips for the audience? Yeah, we don't have staff, but um, I did say to a guest just yesterday who'd struggled to find a table on a Monday night and said to them well of course this is because there's there's a shortage of temporary staff especially early June university students aren't home for the holidays yet right and and um, restaurants are trying to be decent to the staff that they have got and not make them work seven days a week and so Monday and Tuesdays mm. the days that they're going to close if they have to yeah exactly so again it's a question of booking in advance because then you've done your homework to find out which places are open for, for Monday and Tuesday it, yeah. is, it is interesting because sometimes it, uh, guests will come back and say oh they were saying that they couldn't get a table at I don't know 8 o'clock or something but they went in at 7 and the place was empty but actually it's great because those restaurants are managing their covers Yeah. so rather than just book in and stack them high and then guests waiting an hour for, for a drink yeah. or a yeah. starter or something they're actually managing their expectations which is far far better far mm. far better yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I know there's, um, do you know the Thatch Tavern over in Maidencombe? Never been, but I've heard of oh, it. It's absolutely amazing. The team over there, Matt and Steven, they have it set out. I don't, I don't know the figure right off the top of my head, but they only take so many bookings per 15 minutes and it is to manage the kitchen to make sure that the service flows really smoothly Mm. i mean it is like yeah i've um, heard of other places doing this yeah yeah Yeah. it's like a really lockdown kind of um operation over there so that so that the service is always good and then you know the reviews you know as david said david black said you know you live and die by your reviews don't you Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So a few weeks back, speaking of David, we hosted David, who is chair of the Bridge Group and also um, a hotelier on Babacombe Downs. He owns the Headland View. And we also uh, spoke with Jason Parry, who is the multi-site GM from the Mercure and the new Ibis Styles. And so when you talk to Jason, he's got this amazing software and, you know, an army of accountants and analysts that are looking through their offer at any given moment. And so they've got their pricing up to the minute and all on their website. And, you know, it can just change at like a flick yeah. of a, you know, a flick, flick of, of an a, algorithm. A yeah. flick of an yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what sort of you know, so they're, they're getting their offer right minute to minute. But what sort of like systems or plans do you have? Not, I'm not asking you to give away your secret sauce. Maybe you've got old school systems that just work for you. So how are you kind of managing your pricing for your bookings? Like how do you, you know, what kind of a, what, what feeds into your algorithm? Um, looking at the others around us, the, yes. the like for like, um, particularly as we're very lucky we've got large room sizes mm. um, and our position away from Paynton Town Centre, which um, some guests prefer. And generally it's this, I don't want to say cheap and cheerful, but the, the sort of um, 
budget-friendly type places are traditionally closer to the town centre. So okay. we, we've got that advantage that we're a bit further out of the town centre. Um, so, so we do look for... And it's taken five years to get to know what our like-for-like like is mm. um, and comparing prices with them. Uh, but also this season, because it's been so quiet to start off with, we've, we've had our prices set, um, but we've, with two weeks to go or within the next two weeks, we've been lowering our prices mm. um, a little bit because we, we don't want to do that big race to the bottom. No, <laughs> certainly no, not. Absolutely not. Um, but giving people a, a last minute discount mm -hmm. sort of opportunity. But we found that the biggest thing that's helped us to fill a few rooms for June is to lower our um, minimum night stay. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's brought in a fair bit. Unfortunately, it then means lots more work because of the laundry. Turnovers. So, yeah. Yeah, you know. laundry and well, just other things that come with turning and over a room. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. So, what is your minimum night stay? Is that on your website? Is it? It's three nights ordinarily. So we've been lowering it to two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. but that's helped boost your booking. Oh, so definitely. you're getting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, that's a really good tip. Yeah. Within minutes of my husband doing some the other day, we had another booking. Oh, know, that's so, good. You know, that's so really good. How about you, uh, Julia? What what kind of. Uh, systems do you have in place to determine how you do your pricing what do you look at um well i guess we use a combination actually because um the dreaded we have um blessed about over uh, over half of our bookings come directly to us but oh, we also good. do use and very carefully use um, online travel agents so the mm -hmm. booking.com and the expedias of the world and all their affiliates um and actually, their analytical tools are very, very helpful because ah. you can work out all sorts of um, competitor sets through that. So you can tap into the information that these big players have, which we would never be able to afford independently. Yes. So we can tap into that and see what they're talking about for our region from Devon down to Torquay. So they can, you can really drill down to your local. Oh, um, is this um, like in the dashboard, like as, as a user, like yeah, a hotel yeah. owner? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of go behind the curtain yep. and can see yep. more details yep. Yep. so you That's can see what your um, what your region is doing but also what your own town is doing um, we also couple it up with um, as Midge said we also couple it up with you, our own playing around with minimum nights so at different part, different times of the year we'll have anything from four nights down to two nights usually um, there'll always be odd gaps between when people come and go so there might be a one night booking but we use um, our booking system has a a really handy tool where it will automatically adjust minimum night stays to make sure the gaps are optimised. Oh, um, see, I've only just heard about this. Do you, right. Do you have the same before. tool? I'm going to look for it when I get okay. home. Yeah. Is it a free tool? It is a free tool. Well, it's part of the it's part of our booking system that okay. we use. But um, I'm I look at that and what you try to do is, for example, if you've got um if you know you've got a gap coming up and bookings are thin during the week. I'll put in a mid. I'll put in a one night minimum stay, which will pick. Which will, when people are searching, will at least make us present. Yes. Um, and often, sometimes you'll see things and think, "Well, actually, that's really nice. I might stay a couple of nights there, or I might come back to that later, or, or that'll be nice for our wedding anniversary." So you just you're just staying visible, basically. Mm. Um, so a bit of a combination. We haven't done price cuts this year. We put in a few discounts where, for example, if someone books two nights, they, they'll get some money off their third night. Yes. Um, or we'll put in a complimentary bottle of Prosecco um, mm -hmm. or a box of chocolates or something like that. So hopefully something where 
recognizing the cost of living is really killing a lot of folk this year mm. um that's, that's one thing i forgot to mention one one thing that we decided right at the start of the year for our pricing was we weren't going to put our family rooms up um a lot of our guests are sort of in the 50 to 70 bracket and we from from other people that we've talked to we figured that they probably weren't the ones being affected by the the cost of living crisis whereas families are yeah. so we decided yeah. that we'd put the extra money needed onto the the superior rooms and and keep our family rooms the same oh that's yeah. good yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's good yeah. that's a talking point it's almost like a PRable moment there to say like we recognize that families are you know, you know well, it's what I mean? just our or, way of doing our bit. You know, it's two rooms out of our nine are family rooms. Good. Yeah. I think it, also, you don't want to be... Yeah, people need breaks. Like people mm. need help. And it's it, for many, going abroad is an absolute nightmare at the moment. You saw it east of the complete chaos at Dover and everything. Mm. So I think a lot of people actually either can't afford to do the whole overseas trip or simply don't want to because of the travel nightmare. Um, so... Not taking a Mickey, actually. I think some places have really stacked on their, um, you know, stacked a premium onto the onto their rooms. Yes, oh, especially twenty twenty when we were allowed to open after COVID. <laughs> Sky's the limit. That is true. Yeah, their true, prices yeah. up then. Yeah. Well, and including the larger places as well with their algorithms suddenly mm. working out that we can get four hundred and fifty pound a night for a room. Yeah, it's, so let's it's do mean. It. Yeah, it is mean. Um, you want people to come. You want to be able to afford to come and actually not begrudge having to pay the money to come. Yes. Because um, if you think that you're far more likely to then to get repeat customers or great word of mouth, because actually if people come and they sort of feel a bit like they've paid through gritted teeth, but they really needed a holiday, that's not great. That's yeah. not you no. know, great positive yeah. feedback. And don't that. you think that sets the expectation for your hotel to really, to, you know what I mean? If you're 10, 20% higher than some others then and like you're saying through gritted teeth aren't they expecting you know kind of way over and then if you don't if you fail to deliver that's setting you up well, for and a you're complaint. more likely to get the, the bad reviews then especially the, not the the value for money tick box as well yes yeah. i think value for money isn't that on trip advisor yeah. is one of the bubbles yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. that's really important so you know during this kind of uh financial crisis i guess you would say what would you say are your kind of top three lessons that you learned while running a hotel business during these sort of tough if we call them economic conditions like money saving tips yeah why not money saving tips Uh, it's just everything every single thing is looked at so your timings of when your lights are on when your lights are off even now we religiously when rooms are empty the tvs are not on standby yeah, same. Uh, the fridges yeah, are unplugged. Yeah, yeah. The lights are all off. You know, really simple things. But mm-hmm. actually, if you think about the um, amount it builds up to over a period of year, months, years, or whatever. Mm. So um, we have an outdoor heated pool. Um, we don't want to compromise on making that a nice experience for guests. No. But we've put in um, this amazing sort of water recycling um, system, which my partner has built, basically. Mm. So we're not wasting so much water. Um, guests experience a lovely nice clean pool but we're not you know paying through the nose for um, water and environmentally it's a lot better especially now we're in a hose pipe our, ban our area. men should get together and talk water because <laughs> just the same we've got so, water butts all over yeah and, uh, well, you must. <laughs> it's like, is it's that your new outdoor pool <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. a new hot tub yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, 
We used dirty washing up water to water the garden, you know, that uh, sort of thing. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you so save the um, condenser water out of the uh, tumble dryer. Yeah. Yeah. What the, fantastic. Just simple things like that. It, it can take, you know, it can add another five minutes onto your, into your life because you're not tipping it down the sink. But it's criminal. It's a criminal. And there's simple things that you can tweak really mm. basically, aren't yeah. there, to make yeah. things a bit better in life. In fact, I remember when we first met Midge, mm. we talked about sharing um, eco-friendly ideas. I don't yeah, know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we do as many as we can. We, d- we don't put water bottles in the room. Yeah, uh, that saves money because I know lots of B&Bs do, um, but I'm just opposed to the plastic. The plastic, no yeah. use plastic of a water bottle. I so, agree. So we don't do that sort of thing. I know some people do um, water in a glass bottle as well right mm. our tap water's lovely in devon it is it's from dartmoor <laughs> exactly tastes good it yeah. tastes good exactly yeah. we've yeah, actually yeah, yeah. got that in our info book drink the water it's it, the tap water it's lovely now we talked about the pool over at the simmon do you have any like particular amenities uh, we've got a hot tub Ooh. which uh, like like a swimming pool can be quite expensive to run mm. but we've got solar panels so we we've got those that uh, uh, hopefully uh, offsetting the cost and also the hot tubs in a cabin so okay. it's very well insulated so that certainly helps to in fact we've got it set at 36 degrees at the moment Ooh, and quite often when i lift the lid it's gone up to 38 just because it's so hot in the cabin that it's oh. actually heating it even no. though the heater's set to be on 36 but after you yeah. come out of the sea you know what I mean? And you're all like wrapped up and you just want to jump inside. You know what I mean? You just almost like want to warm up. Yeah, but shower oh. first, please. Oh, of course. <laughs> you can't have seawater in your hot tub. Ugh. Oh, a dog jumped in the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, oh, I was so cross. <laughs> this, this lady guest was in and her dog jumped in. Yeah, she was horrified too. <laughs> That's brilliant. So you've got these now, these lessons that you've, you're taking and kind of sharing with other people about like um, conserving water and conserving your utilities. Are there any other kind of big wins that you can think of for the, just to save money or or you're, you're, you're making sure that you're making the most of all of your pricing? Well, I tell you what we've done now. And I remember talking to a lot of people when we first started in the trade. Um, It's, it's not something I, I actually kicked against it for a while, but we take pre-orders for breakfast. The total reduction of food waste is phenomenal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when guests arrive, I say, listen, we're doing this and this is why we're doing it. If you really don't want to, that's fine. We'll take your order in the morning. Um, but the amount of people who have gone, oh, no, that's a really good idea because same, you tell them same. why you're doing it. Um, it's brilliant, absolutely yes. brilliant. Um, we, we started doing it, doing it just after COVID when we reopened, yeah. and yeah, same, just so much less. Particularly things like tomatoes and mushrooms, because so many people just don't want them on a full yeah. English. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and it's it, it's awful to just throw food away. Yeah, yes. Um, I mean, we compost where we can, and um, but a lot of it just goes into food waste. We used to have very well-fed chickens across the road as all of our food scraps go to them. But Tomato as, and mushroom. They're not as well-fed anymore because we don't get the scraps. No, that's really good. Yes, pre-ordering uh, the breakfast. And so what do you? how do you do that? Is it like an app or do you kind of have a little sheet of paper? Or No, it's a good old-fastened piece of paper and a pen. Yep. 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 That's all you need. Yeah, we, we do a text. And, and then on the bottom of the text, it's got for those that are not quite as savvy with texting, you're welcome to come to the bar and, and do a paper order. Okay. But most just text back. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like that. So are there any like silver linings? You know, we talked about how you're scrapping around and watering the garden with your laundry water and so on. Any silver linings that have come in, come in because of this situation or this, these economic conditions? Have you found, like you're saying that like, when you explain to your customers why you're doing the pre-ordering, don't you find that that like improves the relationship between you and your customers? Yeah. Like they understand you a bit better and they understand what the sim and offer is. And well, we 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 tell in our we have a little guest info book in their rooms and we tell them about some of the things that we try to do to make sure that we're as eco and susta- yeah sustainable as as we can be. Mm. We've got a journey to go and. Um, but all the little things, like even when you, you know, if you change a, a bed throw, when we buy new, we buy something made up from recycled products. So nice. just these little teeny bits, which try to make a, 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 um, our own footprint a bit less, I suppose, mm. with less wastage of the world, but also just, you know, so big picture and very, very micro picture, I guess. Um, but what I've noticed this year um, is that the guests we've had are really appreciative of their breaks and I don't know we just seem to have had a really really massively upbeat season so far which is fantastic Um, and I don't know if it's because people are really appreciating what they've got I think they are and I think it's also guests that want to holiday in the UK because from when you started because it was during Covid we found a lot of guests didn't really want to be on holiday in the UK. They were telling us, oh, we should be in Tunisia right now, or we should be in Turkey, but we're not, we're here. And they were a bit, you know, cross about the fact that (laughs) they were on holiday in Britain when they didn't want to be. And I think that brought about quite a a lot more complaints and just general unhappiness about being here. And and now because it's people that have chosen to come on holiday in the UK, they're therefore more pleasant because it's what they want. Yeah, absolutely. It just feels like we've just had such a, a really fabulous atmosphere since we've opened, and it's just really nice. I mean, it's almost cheesy, actually. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I've heard absolute nightmares. Like I said, my colleague Callum, right? Now, he got stuck in Turkey because something happened with his flight, and I know other people that have been stuck in, you know, like stuck in Ibiza, and something's wrong with the passport, and then they went to the wrong term. It was just like you know, like crazy, wacky things that just kept you there and then because you missed your flight and then you've got to stay stay over like an extra night um i've heard that time and time again there's increasing stories aren't there horror stories about just traveling to to europe yes yes stay here i know yes staycation staycation (laughs) absolutely you won't have any problems getting your flight out of devon i'll tell you (laughs) so what um overall i guess i wanted to ask you both what's your outlook for 2023 kind of if you had a crystal ball so today is whatever the some 20 something of june if you had a crystal ball and could predict what Torbay hospitality as a sector would look like kind of during the school holidays so fast forward a month from now it's the first day of school holidays what's that's 25th of june what what do you see i see loads of kids splashing around in the pool having mm. slightly shorter holidays maybe but still having their holidays digging up digging up the sand down at tour abbey beach building their sandcastles but maybe just instead of seven days, maybe just for five days, but loving it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think I think Julia and ourselves have got, we're lucky that we're both family run 
hotels mm. and family um, families are welcome. Yeah. I can imagine that some B&Bs that are perhaps adults only perhaps struggle more during the summer holidays yeah, yeah, because yeah. lots of people don't want to come away Maybe when they so. know the kids Maybe are on so. holiday. Whereas, yes. you know, that's when we're filling up. Yeah, no, and that's so, really yeah, good. Same. Hopefully lots of people, lots of sunshine, lots of yellow grass instead of green because it's not <laughs> rained for weeks. I know. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, just brilliant. We would just want brilliant, brilliant sunshine. That is the thing it seems to run through it this. does and, and it, yeah. it's sunny for a week and you get more bookings for the following week you know because people look at the forecast and they look at next week's forecast and think ah oh, why not go on yeah why yeah. not indeed so right you ready to do the rapid fire round oh lordy we've got we've got a challenge but because we're going because you guys are together we're going to do it head to head so I'm going to throw out, uh, I'm going to count down three, two, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say something and then I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then you've got to answer. Okay. You ready? Answer together. Oh, crikey. And see if, well, so see if you answer the same. Ready? Right. <laughs> the best restaurant. Three, two, one. India. Yang. Manor. Oh, okay. Oh, India Yang. I've never even heard of it. Oh, oh. that's because it's not by the harbour. It's just, oh, okay. a, it's round our locale, just down the... Okay. Indy Yang on Belgrave Road, that's run it. by Rahan Udin, absolute innovator. Fantastic. In Unreal. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely this, sublime. Let's get together next week. I think this is happening over at Indy Yang. But you like Orstone Manor. Tell yeah. us about it. Just fine dining and fine views. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that they had views. Yeah, we've been a couple of times for the evening meal for like a four-course mm. fancy meal. Really nice. And afternoon tea. Oh. Yeah, yeah, both equally good. Okay, lovely. Just, you just feel like you're being spoiled a bit. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. I can't imagine that you guys get out very much, but I'm going to ask you. Best beach, three, two, one. Good drinkton. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I kind of like Tor Beach because it's five There's minutes no beach half the time. Well, it's there though. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's so gorgeous, and there's always somebody swimming, and there's just it's just lovely. Yeah. Do you ever go over to soak? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, they do. I would perhaps be as bold to say the best cinnamon buns in town i didn't know they did cinnamon oh buns oh my goodness right. <laughs> they are to die coffee for. and cinnamon buns at oh, so yeah. get over there yeah and right and goodrington obviously are you goodrington dog north friendly. goodrington north yeah. or goodrington, goodrington south goodrington north dog friendly dog friendly as are we yeah. and the cantina as well you can't go wrong with cantina yeah, ever i've never had yeah. a bad meal there no, they're amazing no. and you know what i really Their like pizzas about are good so good and the vibe is just really good like the live music and just like how like friendly everybody is i love their shabby chicness and we've got the same in our dining room and we had a poor review a few weeks ago saying and all the chairs in their dining room were mismatched <laughs> i just thought yes yes that's, that's what, what they're supposed for. to be yay that is exactly the point right now ready for this the best tourist attraction that you would recommend to a guest Three, two, one. Baba Gamora Village. <laughs> We're really agreeing here. <laughs> so you said steam railway. Yeah. Right? Why? Full day out. Especially mm. if you do the round robin. Yes. Yeah. You know, you get a few hours in Dart Dartmouth, a few hours in Totnes. That is a nice um, trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Nice that trip. is good. So you were wrong. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's another nice trip. Right, and where are you off to? Off to up to the model village. Oh my it is goodness! Good. And it's not it just is for kids. Fan. It is, is not it? just for no. kids. In fact, sometimes I think, get out of the way, kids. Yeah, the adults in. It <laughs> yeah. is 
absolutely brilliant. So there. funny. It's our, so skillful and so yeah. funny and our so witty. took her grandma, who's 86 <gasps> now. I think she was 84 when she took her. And she's got early, she had early stages dementia then. Oh, no. And she just loved it. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Mm, that's really good. I heard bygones is good too. Yeah. Bonkers so, yeah. bygones, yeah. 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 What a place. What an amazing curation of just stuff yeah. absolutely brilliant oh, brilliant, cool. brilliant. And good for the odd rainy day if we ever get one yeah, yeah okay that's a good tip though right if you've ever got a guest looking for something to do on a rainy day send them over to bygones and babicon yeah. lovely well thank you for participating in the rapid fire rounds there is no score <laughs> at the end of that one unfortunately but i think i won didn't i no i think it's a tie <laughs> It's a tie. Right. Do you guys want to give some shout outs? I'm sure you've got some uh, people back at home and people that you want to acknowledge. Well, I'd just like to say thank you to my partner, Jamie, for letting me out to play tonight. <laughs> yeah, That's likewise to Aiden, because uh, perhaps be people in the bar this evening and you never know. Yeah. That's lovely. Well, thank you very much for, um, for coming on to the podcast and for your insights today. I wish it was a bit more focused on what leader thomas had to say but i don't i think we can all agree that we didn't get a lot out of that not yet but early days so let's early stay days. positive and uh, yeah. let's see what's, what happens in another month or so exactly yes yeah. i i agree with that but we did get some really nice insights into running a guest house or a small hotel or a and b in terms of you know everything staffing saving money and you know and how your the relationship with your guest is improving even d- though despite the economic conditions mm-hmm. so thank you girls thank You're you very welcome thank you Turning to restaurant news, Shoals Upper Deck in Brixham opened last week with some great food and drink, and of course, their unmissable views from that high position. They've got um, food offerings like half shell scallops with garlic, chili, and ginger. Does that sound nice. good? That does sound good. And monkfish kebabs and other offers. Monkfish oh. kebab. Ooh. Yum. I know. And what you, what's neat about Shoals is they've got like their own boat. And so they are like the fishermen who go out and get all of this. But I think the scallops probably have to be dived. But yeah, yeah like the monkfish they should catch. And so that's that restaurant is on Berryhead Road. Visit their website at shoalsbrixham.co.uk. The Tor Abbey Cafe has moved... The cafe itself has moved to the Spanish barn and it's now open. It opened today, actually, like an hour ago. Oh, incredible. I know. We're arranging a really fun Tour Abbey takeover of this podcast in the coming weeks. So make sure that you stay tuned. And thank you, by the way, to the um, people over at Tour Mm. Tour Abbey for reaching out to us and Mm. and requesting that chat because I think it's going to be very insightful. Yeah, it's going to be so good. And we're going to be all over the place. We're going to be in the cafe, in the museum, and we're just going to learn all about Tor Abbey. It's going to be super fun. Over in supplier news, Torbay Pride has launched its very own gin. It's manufactured by Torbay Gin and has a special label that's made in Brixham. So make sure that you get stocked up. The proceeds benefit Torbay Pride, which is an inclusive festival and it celebrates every individual. And that is taking place on the 2nd of September at Tor Abbey Meadows. And, mm-hmm. and if people want to learn more about um, Torbay Pride and that mm. event... Is that, where where should they look? Is it Instagram or is it do, do they have a website? Definitely the website. It's torbaypride.co.uk, and you can see all of the different companies that are getting involved with Torbay Pride. All this week, it's on their LinkedIn. They've got gold sponsors, platinum sponsors, and more of all uh, local businesses that are contributing to 
to the Pride Festival and to keep it happening year on year in Torbay. I got to say, it's it's very innovative to mm. create this this gin collaboration with um, yeah. Torbay Gin. Yeah, um, I think that's you know hats off to the people over at Torbay Pride. That's right. Um, so yeah, um, we're looking forward to going to the festival. So they're going to have live music, the local traders, and like local food suppliers. Torbay Pride is really like staunchly local. They're not having anybody else coming in and kind of profiting off of Torbay Pride. It really is hyper local. So make sure that you get out there and promote it. And there is a special badge that you can get for your website that lists you as an accommodation provider. So this is really important for hoteliers. For anybody who's like searching for Torbay Pride and they go, oh, where shall I stay? Your hotel will be listed on the Torbay Pride website. And then you get like a digital badge to put on your website. So you kind of backlink to one another, um, like a link through your websites. And also it provides some advertising that, you know, you're friendly toward that event, which is really great. Yeah. Also, I, I was looking at the torbaypride.co.uk website and that sponsorship. Yeah, the accommodation The accommodation one? sponsorship. It's 50 pounds. It's 50 pounds. I know. It's so, That's very reasonable. Yeah, it is. To consider the amount of advertising that you can get for it and to show that, you know what I mean, that you uh, support the event and that, of course, you want to have, you want to fill your hotel rooms that weekend, don't you? Uh, turning over to property news, there is an opportunity to own a piece of history. There's a freehold for five luxury beach huts going Ooh. on. They've received full planning consent for five residential beach huts for short-term holiday use. Now, that is very specific, and I'm not 100% sure what it means. But I would imagine it's like Airbnb? Yeah, I'd, I'd assume so. Residential beach hut, beach hut for short-term holiday use. Yeah. It's an opportunity also for a beach kiosk to serve like food and drink. And I believe that is listed through Betty's Worths. And that is um, the front page of the Torbay property Where section. I'm, I'm looking at the picture now. It's Beacon Cove. It's next door. It's Beacon Cove. Incredible. Yes. Wow. Right. So right here is there used to be a shipping container that yeah. was owned no, by the yacht club. It's still there. It's still there. Oh, is the shipping container still there? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, I guess the shipping container will go away. They'll crane that out and then put in these. That looks really nice. Hats. That looks. Oh, it looks lush. That looks like a destination. It does, doesn't it? So that's um, the. If you want to see a photo of kind of the artist representation of what these beach huts could look like, so that's in this. It's in today's Torbay Weekly, and it's in the property section. So have a look. And speaking of property news, we were delighted to hear from Dave Thomas, the leader of Torbay Council, as he addressed the Torquay Chamber of Commerce. And he addressed some really big issues that I think are top of mind for a lot of residents in Torquay. He's talking about the Palace Hotel here and about how he says very clearly that it needs to be a hotel. Let's have a listen. So, so it needs to be a hotel on that particular site. Why do I say that? Basically because the planning application that came forward on that particular site, um, the, the housing that was allowed and agreed was enabling development. So it wasn't enabling development to enable some more houses to be built. Yeah. It was enabling development to actually build a hotel. Yeah. If you didn't need uh, additional monies to build a hotel, uh, you wouldn't have allowed the houses to be built there Correct. in the first place. Yeah. So, so for me, that's that's my position on that. That's quite that's quite straightforward. Yes, in the same conversation, he also addressed 
the lack of due diligence regarding the English Riviera Food and Music Festival and how that was cancelled kind of last minute. So let's have a listen to his remarks on that. Okay, our food festival. So basically we've asked for, we've asked for a report into the food festival um, and there's a draft available at the moment and that's going through to overview scrutiny uh, on the... Uh, oh, 11, oh, sorry, I want to say 11th of July. 11th of July, I think. 5th of July. So that's going through to all of you discussing on the 5th of July, and there'll be an opportunity for yeah. wider council uh, members to ask those questions and to dig deeper. Uh, so that's, that's one that's currently going through. So we'll await that report. And then finally, um, what, what some people don't know is that the pavilion site is leased to MDL, and there's kind of a discussion around whether or not it's a repairing lease and whether MDL actually has an, some type of obligation to keep up the uh, pavilion in a good state of repair. And a discussion followed kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of who is at fault for pavilion falling into disrepair. And so these are his remarks on that uh, topic. And, um, and as I understand it, the lease that was written up um, uh, for uh, MDL uh, was some considerable time ago. I don't even know if the person is alive. Yes, yeah, Nigel Wallen, actually. Oh, you know, actually you know who, did, who it was? Okay, so you know, you know what it was. I know it was negligent. Okay, well, well I... I, I <laughs> okay. Sally. Okay. <laughs> we well, knew this question. Well, if it isn't a fully repairing lease, which I believe that there are little loopholes to get out of it. Well, they look, it in, in which case, I would, I would presume they have professional indemnity. Well, well, the lawyers should have, which is why you should see them. And that could go to, in the pot to try and restore something for them before it falls down. Okay, that's, that's an interesting point. I want to say thanks to you, Lynn, for whipping out your phone and <laughs> catching you, Thomas, with those remarks. Thank um, you. Because I think it's a really important topic. For, for people to hear about. It was interesting to see that raised, but yeah, it was funny that it wasn't taken further because I think they did get to the bottom of it, but it didn't go anywhere. So anyway, the, the saga continues. And in our new limited series, Boathouse Watch, do we have a sound effect? Boathouse Watch. Um... We've seen that the Boathouse in Paint and Sale has been agreed. It's on the big kind of board outside, but we don't know who. So stay tuned to our Instagram stories. And when we know, you will too. Headed over to Attractions News. Paint and Zoo is holding a two-day birthday celebration, celebrating their centenary, 100 years, on the 1st and 2nd of July. Listen to, they've got so much going on. Live music, there's storytelling, lots of children's activities. But also I thought this is really quite interesting. Local businesses are going to be running workshops. Oh, interesting. Yeah, for little crafts, music, and the, the Torbay Lego Masters. I think they need to come on the podcast. I've met someone from the Torbay um, Lego team. Never. I have, I have. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Hi, shout out. Shout out. Lego Masters. Lego Masters. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to be running animal build workshops, and there's even going to be a pop-up mini village, you know, so tons of activities for the kids. So get to the zoo to celebrate this incredible milestone, and that, again, for your diary, is the 1st and 2nd of July. Happy birthday to Paint and Zoo. The Brixham Theatre has announced a new show, the Ed Sheeran Songbook, and that is going to be Friday the 21st of July at 7.30. The video and audio that they are showing on their Facebook page is incredible. So if you like Ed Sheeran, you want to book now at brixhamtheatre.uk. 
Sounds good, right? It sounds nice. Maybe we should play an Ed Sheeran song. Let's do it. Could we get away with it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he'd sue us after what he's just gone through. Oh, let's see. A club isn't the best place to find a lover, so the bar is where I go. Me and my friends sat at the table doing shots, drinking fast, and then we talk slow. And you come over and start up a conversation with just me, and trust me, I'll give it a chance. Now I'll take my hands, stop, find the man on the jukebox, and then we start to dance. I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me, say, boy. Let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come, come on now, follow my lead. Well, I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. And last night you were in my room. And now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. Well, I'm in love with your body. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, I'm in love with your body. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, I'm in love with your body. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, I'm in love with your body. Every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with the shape of when we can. We let the story begin. We're going out on our first date. You and me at thrifty, so go. You can eat, fill up your bag, and I fill up a plate. We talk for hours and hours about the sweet and the sour and how your family's doing okay. And leaving, getting the taxi, kissing the backseat, tell the driver, make the radio play. I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me, say, boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come, come on now, follow my lead. Oh, I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. Oh, I'm in love with your body. And last night you were in my room. And now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. Oh, I'm in love with your body. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, I'm in love with your body. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, I'm in love with your body. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Oh, I'm in love with your body. Every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with the shape of you. Come on, be my baby. Come on, 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 come on, be my baby. Come on. Well, I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. And last night you were in my room. And now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. Oh, I'm in love with your body. Come on, be my baby. Come on, come on. I'm in love with your body. Oh, I'm in love with your body. Yeah, 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 with your body. Oh, 
I'm in love. <laughs> what did you think of that? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Sounds good. Uh, turning to events news. Cofton Holiday Park in Dollish Warren is holding an American car show this weekend starting at 10 a.m. And they're going to have all of these cars like driving down through to a green that's in the town and everything. So that should be fun. Okay. I want a quick, a little quick fire. Okay. Lynn, I want you to name all the American car brands that you can that you can think of. Oh, no, I'll start I can't you off. Think of Ford. Any. I probably own them all. Chevy, <laughs> Dodge, um, yeah, and then there's like Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah, yeah, sure. They don't have Cadillacs over here, do they? No. No, I had a Chevy. That, that was the first car that I learned on a Chevy Malibu. Okay. Yeah, nice. I know. It's funny. But yeah, Ford. I think Ford is really popular over here, isn't it? Yeah, Ford's, I mean, of course. I know. Well, I mean, you don't see any Dodges over here. No. Oca- the no. occasional. Or Cadillac. I think, yeah, for- Ford. Ford's a reliable car. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you see them everywhere. But yeah, Cadillac. We need more Cadillacs over here. Here's one for your diary. Listen to this. Goodrington Sea Fest is taking place, and that's Saturday the 30th of September. But check this out. They're going to have like theater there. I don't know how. Um, music, entertainers, and they're going to have water sports tasters, a beach clean, art workshops, treasure hunts, and mermaids. We love a mermaid. Okay, very nice. That's 11 to 4 p.m. And that is followed by an end of summer beach party at Cantina, live music and seafood specials that go until 8 p.m. Check out the event on Facebook and get it into your calendar. So I'm I'm assuming if it's um, in Goodrington, it's going to be in that green area where Mm. you have that little music stand. Yeah, that's right. The gazebo. The gazebo. That's perfect. But then obviously you got a party over at Cantina until 8. So that sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah, everyone I've spoken to loves Cantina. I mean, so do I, but everyone loves Cantina. Everyone, yes, yes. It is such a destination. It's like, where should we go? Let's go to Cantina. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, turning over to the live music calendar, we've got to give a shout out to Below Decks. They kept the Beacon Key rocking all weekend. We were here working on the podcast and beavering away on Torbay Hospitality all weekend, and we heard some incredible bands. So um, congratulations to Below Decks for an incredible music festival and we did a reel of the um the crowds and everybody was just kind of like out on the pathway here and there were so many people here it was outrageous and this is just a reminder if you're listening to the pod weekly then you should also be following us on instagram Mm. torbe hospitality and you're going to get much more live updates Definitely. on th- those kinds of things. Yeah, for sure. Because we're out and about all the time trying different hospitality businesses and just reporting kind of live on the scene as say what you see. And uh, yeah, so l- watch our stories. We also share a lot of content from local hospitality businesses. Yeah. So if you have content that you need to get out to a wider audience, we're well over a thousand followers now. So send it into us, DM us, whatever, get in touch. There's no charge. We're, we are here for you. This is what the podcast is about. We're on the live music calendar. Thursday, tonight, Emma Pick is live at Cantina at 6.30. And the weather is perfect for some sunshine and some incredible vocals. Have you ever heard of Emma Pick? I've never heard of Emma Pick. You what have kind to of music f- is it? Uh, singer-songwriter, but she has covers, but her voice is unreal. And she has this amazing TikTok channel. I think it's just Emma Pick. Yeah, she sings like live 
you know, like live songs right from her studio at home. And yeah, absolutely amazing. Tonight is also, this is Thursday, it's also open mic night at the Apple and Parrot. Oh, nice. On Friday, Harbour is at the Old Manor in Paynton slash Preston Beach, the kind of manor that's over that way in Paynton, 9pm. And Funk Duo Schofield is at the Rock Garden in Torquay from 9.30 Booster is playing at the Coach House in Payton from 9.30. And the Burton Hotel is hosting a whole weekend of reggae music. Starting Friday from 8.30, then Saturday at 9, and then on Sunday they're playing music bingo. I'm, oh, nice. That's for me. That is my vibe. <laughs> I want to go play music bingo. And is that all going to be reggae music? I don't know whether the music bingo is reggae music, but yeah. the, definitely the Friday and Saturday. They've got all of these artists coming in. I think one of them's called like Antigua Joe. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds you've got really... Joe in your name, you're definitely reggae or fun. I know, right? <laughs> really fun. And of course, it's in Brixham, which is a vibe. Uh, cards are cards for the bingo are on sale at 7 eyes down at 7.30 so we have a listen to some reggae music yeah let's jam Amazing. What a great track. On Saturday, DJ Glenn Wilcox, who I believe is on Palm Torbay Radio. I'm not sure. Glenn Wilcox will be bringing his all-vinyl DJ set to Platform 5 in Newton Abbott from 7 to 11. Oh, wow. He's going to Platform 5. Is Are we talking about the train station or are we talking about a venue? Oh, it's a venue. It's a venue. I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought we're starting to, to shout out the buskers now. <laughs> I know, no. I'm really surprised. New Navit. I don't think the train station's big enough to have five platforms. <laughs> He's going to play ska, reggae, and rock steady music, which I'm not 100% sure what that genre is to you. Rock, it sounds like rock, but a little bit more, you know, you, you're on your two feet. You're not not jamming jamming quite as much, you know? It's steadier, steadier. So there's there's free entry for that event. Sorry if you didn't catch that. Saturday, 7 o'clock at Platform 5 in Newton Abbott. And Nick Tilly brings his guitar and vocal stylings to the Grand Central Bar in Payton at 9. And Slytherin is playing the Coach House. Slytherin, that's an incredible name for a band. Isn't it great? They're playing the Coach House in Payton from 9-ish. I love how they're honest about that. It's not at 9, it's (laughs) 9-ish. On Sunday, Schofield is bringing the full funky band to Cantina in Goodrington. Sunday at 2, Sunday lunch, Sunshine Vibes, Beer Garden, Cantina. Do we have to say any more? And a full band of funk. We we keep on shouting out Schofield every week. I know. Every week I'm getting more and more curious about Schofield. Oh, they're incredible. I, I haven't heard. Yeah, really good. Yeah, if you like funk, that's what you got to see. And Steve Parr is playing Applebee's from 4 to 6 p.m. And don't forget on Mondays, we rarely mention Mondays, you can celebrate Motown Mondays at the Nethway Hotel, Falkland Road, with the Vinyl Avengers. They've got an open air space, but also some space indoors too, and they've got free entry. So which gig are you going to? What are you thinking? Oh, 
Hmm. I think you like the sound of Slytherin. I like the sound of Slytherin, but you know what? I think Schofield yeah. has to be the one. Because, At Cantina with a full band. Yeah, because I, I can only imagine every week from now on, we're still going to keep on shouting out Schofield. Absolutely. I need to know who this is. They I mean, might be the the patron band of, <laughs> of the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, tr- we'll see if we can find a SoundCloud for them. And Let's then, get uh, them in. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I think that would be my... Oh, no, it's got to be Emma tonight. Tonight, Thursday, Emma live at Cantina, six thirty. I'll see you there. So yeah, what are your weekend plans, Cal? I think this weekend I need to rest. Mm. Last weekend was a little bit hectic for I me. I know you went to Turkey, didn't I you? I went to Turkey. I went to a family wedding. It was it was a lot. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this weekend the plan is sleep. Maybe right. maybe a little time on the water if, if it's calm enough, and do some stand up boarding. Yeah. Um, other, maybe sleep on the stand-up board as well. That's that, a really good idea. <laughs> there's there's sure potential for that. There's no health and safety problem there at all. <laughs> I love that. And don't forget where you are on Sunday at 2. You're at Cantina. Cantina. <laughs> That's right. All right, amazing. So, yeah, I think I'm just working. So, yeah, if anybody's passing by Beacon Key, come up and say hi. And So, uh, yeah. so where, where is the office? So if people want to really say hi. Yeah, where, yeah, where definitely. Are we, we are on, you guys know where we are. We're on Beacon Key. We're on the middle level of the car park. And, yeah, we're right on the corner. We've got the best views in Torbay. Come on by. And if you want to do a segment or anything, we'll pop on the pod and we'll get a recording going for you. Absolutely no problem at yeah. all. And it, if you're passing by and you're looking for the door, it's the one that says... Treat marketing. Treat. <laughs> of course. A big pink course. treat. That's right. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. So, yeah. This weekend's weather outlook, it's starting a little bit cloudy on Saturday, but that is going to burn off and reveal incredible sunshine and a high of 22. And Sunday is the winner. It's sunny all day and a high of 23. (laughs) (laughs) So subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you.